Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, it's Ashley here. This week I have a re-release show for you, but it's one I think the vast majority of you haven't heard. It came out in 2013 when I'd probably been doing the show for about a year. And it's all about image at work. And you'll hear that Hillary Clinton makes up a decent part of what we talk about on the show, which seems even more appropriate now that she's running for president. So there are two guests on the show with quite different opinions about what looking right for the job means. As always, I like to have people who have slightly different takes on things. So... For those of you who haven't heard it, I really hope you'll enjoy it. And for the others, maybe you'll give it another spin. And there are so many shows in the archives that I would love it if more people could hear. So don't forget to check out some of the old shows that you haven't heard. Here's the show. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, men, the workplace and success. I'm Ashley Miltite. This week, a show about image. I'm quite surprised I'm doing this. It seems a bit retro and a bit women's magazine-y to talk about how appearance affects women's careers. And I've basically avoided women's magazines for 15 years because I think they conspire to make women feel inadequate. But what got me thinking about this was reading a column by Financial Times fashion editor Vanessa Friedman a while ago. In it, she talked about how Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook studiously avoids discussing her clothes in any article she's featured in, even in Vogue. Friedman says it's as if Sandberg thinks she'll come across as superficial if she discusses her appearance and the part it plays in her career, even though she's always meticulously put together. It reminded me she doesn't really bring up clothing and appearance in her book Lean In either as part of her discussion of what can help women get ahead. But Vanessa Friedman rightly points out, I think, that clothes are tools to manipulate perception as much as raising your hand or speaking out loud. Reading that made me think of another FT columnist, Mrs. Moneypenny, otherwise known as Heather McGregor. She has her own book out, Mrs. Moneypenny's Career Advice for Ambitious Women, and in that she does talk about appearance. I met Heather in London recently, and she told me a woman who wants what she calls a serious career needs to give a serious amount of thought to the way she looks. She began by pointing to one very famous woman. Hillary Clinton is one of my particular idols um, in terms of focus, perseverance, and and also the greater good. You know, she really passionately believes in changing the world to be a better place and has put everything into it to the, you know, to, to almost at the risk of her health, as we know recently. But Hillary herself says how you turn out matters. Um, you know, what you do with your hair matters. Even if you wish it didn't. Look what happened when Clinton dared to appear in public last year without makeup. It became a news story. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is back from an overseas trip that took her to three countries over the weekend. But it's not her diplomacy that's making news, it is her appearance. She appeared with no makeup, natural hair, and glasses, and the secretary makes no apologies. 
I feel so relieved to be at the stage I'm at in my life right now, Jill, because, you know, if I want to wear my glasses, I'm wearing my glasses. If I, you know, want to pull my hair back, I'm pulling my hair back. And, uh, you know, at some point, it's it's uh, it's just not uh, it's just not something that uh, deserves a whole lot of time and attention. And if others want to, you know, worry about it, I'll let them do the worrying for a change. But that pared-down appearance hasn't been repeated in public, except when Clinton left hospital in January after being treated for a blood clot. Heather McGregor has her own headhunting firm, so she meets a lot of professionals who are trying to make a good impression. So 85% of communication is non-verbal. That's why radio is such an interesting medium, actually. But when you walk into a room, you make a number of statements about yourself before you've even opened your mouth. And it's about the intonation of your voice. It's about how you come across as a person. It's about your handshake. You know, when I, um, I'm teaching interns how to behave in a business, you know, I'm, I test their handshake. You know, is it with an appropriate pressure? Is it appropriately unsweaty? You know, how long should it last? You know, these are all things that matter. And you are communicating so much non-verbally. And she says despite the amount of attention paid to women's appearance by pretty much everyone, men do have to worry about this too. And what men do is they eliminate appearance as an issue. So with men, as long as they're neat and tidy and they've got rid of any extraneous nose hair and um, they don't have any body odour problems or breath problems... It's fine, they just eliminate. No one ever hired a man because he looked brilliant, but they didn't, plenty of people didn't hire men because they turn up looking in shambles. With women, you also need to do the same thing. You need to eliminate appearance as an issue. So I have people that come to me and say, I haven't made partner in my law firm. And then you have to say to them, do you wear that much cleavage at work? Because if you wear that much cleavage at work, I'm not surprised you're not making partner. People will be worried that it sends the wrong signal to clients. So I would say it's not, this is not a sexist thing. This is a communication thing. What are you communicating by how you appear? But at least some of that is in the eye of the beholder, because what's right for one workplace could look very odd in another. Knowing that I have to put on a hard hat, it doesn't make sense to do my hair up. That's Amy Johnson. She's an engineer for a chemical company based in Pennsylvania. She spends a lot of time in steel mills and is often the only woman on the premises. Knowing that I'm going to be in a mill with high humidity and temperatures exceeding 100 degrees in the summer, it doesn't make sense to put on makeup because it's just going to run off. It doesn't make sense to to wear expensive clothing because it's just going to end up greasy and that grease doesn't come out in the washer. In 2011, a Harvard study showed that women wearing a certain amount of makeup, let's call it medium coverage, were perceived as more competent and sometimes more trustworthy than women without makeup. The study was pretty small and it was paid for by Procter & Gamble, which makes a couple of makeup brands itself. It got quite a bit of attention and stirred a fair amount of disdain and outrage among some women. Amy says in the mill, her credibility hangs on not seeming to care too much about the finer details of her appearance. Knowing that I'm going to walk into an environment that's predominantly male, if not all male, being a female, I don't want them to disregard me as not being capable. I think if I were to to spend too much time on hair and makeup and build on those things, I, I think that would give the first impression that I'm not really a mill person. 
And that's the last thing her career needs. By presenting the unadorned image she does, Amy feels she's taking the best route to being on equal footing with the men she works with. I know that the men tend to change themselves, change their uh, the way they act when I'm present. They watch what they say. They don't cuss as much. They might not be as, as rude to each other. They might not yell at each other like you normally would. But they, you know, they joke around with me. They listen to what I say. I don't feel like I'm the only female, which I think is, is very important. She says it's when she goes into the office, which does have plenty of women, that she feels the need to dress up. Amy's getting married in a few weeks and says she will be getting her hair and makeup done for that occasion. Heather McGregor says whether most people realise it or not, highly successful men are making tweaks to their appearance as their careers progress, often prodded by an outside advisor. I was uh, speaking to somebody yesterday morning who has been advising a CEO of a very, very big company um, who, who recently took over the job about how he should present himself um, to the outside world. And this had involved even going clothes shopping and the colour of his socks. I, I don't believe that men don't have these issues. And men are taken aside by the ch- their chairman when they're made CEO and said, look, you know, I want to make you CEO, but you've got to look more professional. You've got to give over more signals about how you are. That idea about being given feedback about your appearance is really interesting because there's research from McKinsey and Company saying one of the reasons women are further behind at work is that women get less feedback about everything. Here's recently retired McKinsey partner, Joanna Barsh. Women have to actually fight for feedback. And it's because everybody around them wants to be nice. It's not because they want to deny them the ability to grow. They don't want to hurt them. They don't want to hurt their feelings. They don't want them to cry. So women have to say, no, really, give me, I obviously have blind spots. Everybody has them. What are they? Tell me. What am I doing wrong? And even then people say, you know, you're fine. You're just fine. And yet they'll take a man aside and say, you know what you said in that meeting? Never do that again. That was stupid. They might even swear at the guy. Get yourself a long sleeve shirt. You look cheap in a short sleeve shirt. So they'll just say it like it is. You look like an idiot. You just sounded like an idiot. No, never do that again. And then what do they say to the woman? You were fine. How is she going to grow? She's making the same mistakes. Now, of course, I have no idea how often this lack of feedback concerns a woman's appearance. And I'm guessing a lot of women are very conscious of the way they look in a professional environment. But it's very interesting when you think about the fact that many of the managers in a position to give feedback and advice are men. And senior men generally don't feel comfortable giving women advice about their appearance. Heather McGregor says a male CEO client of hers asked her to intervene with one of his female staff who he said dressed like Miss Marple and needed to acquire a slicker look. Heather says there's a simple answer for anyone who feels they want to take a step up and needs to look well put together, but is floundering a bit about how to upgrade. If you have a serious career and serious aspirations and getting the right clothes and using the right makeup doesn't come naturally to you, don't be afraid to ask for help. It doesn't come naturally to me and I went and asked, particularly on makeup, I went and asked for help. And you know, people are always willing to help you from that girl sitting at the counter in the department store all the way through to professional makeup 
earn people. You know, treat it like you would getting married. If you're going for a promotion, go and get someone to teach you how to do your makeup. But sometimes those people can be overzealous. I've come out of department stores where I asked for a natural look plastered in more makeup than I'd ever choose to wear for the fanciest evening out. That's the broad experience for this week. If you have feedback or story ideas, you can find me at ashley at thebroadexperience.com. And if you like what you hear, please share the show on social media. It really helps. I'm Ashley Milne-Tight. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.